When aspects of a complex case exceed your personal expertise, you bring in a co-counsel to add the specific insight your firm needs for next-level results. Marketing in the legal industry requires complex strategy and insight far beyond anything you learned in law school. Want more for your law firm? Time to bring in a marketing co-counsel. Welcome to CounselCast. I'm your host, Karin Conroy, your marketing co-counsel. In every episode, I discuss marketing topics with experts who answer your questions and help your firm achieve more. Here's today's guest. Hi, my name's Nikosha, and I'm a business and intellectual property attorney. And for the last eight years, I assist primarily women creatives who want to legally protect their income producing ideas because I help them safeguard their businesses and their brand assets to make sure they're secure and not stolen because nobody wants to be robbed, right? I love it. Yeah, exactly. We became familiar on this amazing women's group called Hello7 that we're both a part of. And it's about women entrepreneurship and how to build businesses, but also just how to have the right mindset as a women business owner. So today's big question is why women lawyers need to take up space. So this is a big one. And we could sit and talk about this forever. And before I get into that, I just wanted to thank you actually for being here today, Nikosha. I didn't even start with that. So thank you so much for being here and chatting with me. (laughs) In my NPR vest voice, thank you for having me. (laughs) That is so, that is exactly like the quiet NPR voice. I love it. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm delighted to be here. It's it's perfect because in the morning when you're listening to NPR, you can't have people be like a little too high energy because it's a little too yes. much in the first thing in the morning. <laughs> yes. And then do you know the nerd in me, of course, they had to Google what type of mics they use. I so love they it. Use, they use a sure something. It's like a sure S-H-U-R-E for those That's, who would like to Google it. That they is what I sur- have. Yeah, look at you, you special. <laughs> and so they use a special type of mic and they have it positioned in a certain type of way. And that is how they speak because I wanted to know how do you get the NPR sound? If exactly. you go Google how to get NPR sound, it'll come up. And you found the answer because you are not the first person to Google that because everybody's like, nope. okay, everybody on their, on the planet's doing a podcast these days yep. and everybody wants to sound like NPR, not like they're walking around inside of a tin can. And yes. so you sound very nice. I, I love your sound. Thank you. I do not have a sure microphone, but thank you. <laughs> I love it. So we are going to talk about why women, especially women lawyers, because that's yeah. mostly who we're talking to, should take up space. And we're going to start first talking about your just kind of owning your voice and feeling like you need to you have that voice to begin with. You don't need to go out and search for what other people are doing, because I will say one of the most common searches that people come to me for is that they're looking for what everybody else is doing. And it's Mm. best law firm website. Let me find what all the other lawyers are doing. And then I'm going to first I I don't really know how to do this, which is fine because you're a lawyer. Mm. So I'm just going to copy what somebody else is doing. Let's talk about that for a minute. Why do we have our own voice? Well, number one, God gave you a voice, your higher power, whatever you believe in, if you don't follow that logic, but you have your own voice and you need to own it. You have it. It's yours. Speak up. The only way you're going to succeed in this male dominated, cisgender male dominated space 
is if you open your mouth and say something. You have to be able to own what you are. And and please do not mistake that there have been times where I have cried and regretted it. And not because I was, you know, sad. It was because I was angry. Yes. I was angry because I couldn't find that inner voice that was screaming at me like, you need to tell this man, no, tell this man you he will not talk to you. Tell this woman she will not talk to you because there are some women in this space who are, they have trauma and they are transferring that trauma. So you have to let them know, hey, this is not okay. How you're talking to me is not okay. I will not accept this. When you want to have a, a good conversation with me, we can do that. But in this moment, I'm walking away. And I think that fear of it compels you to a point where you're like, I don't know what's going to happen after I stand up for myself. But let me take the veil off for you, ladies. Let me take the veil off. But this is why the voice has to be there to begin with. Because when we are not familiar with hearing those voices and hearing Mm -hmm. those versions of different reality where we're feeling represented in just the world in general, then Mm -hmm. we feel like we have to sound like a white man. And Mm. so this is where, for me, I felt like everything that happened this summer with Simone Biles, where she came forward, she stood up for herself and she represented, you know, all of these things that she was going through at the Olympics and took herself back. That was representative of future girls who are going to go through that kind of thing that are now going to feel like this is something that can be done and said because she said that. I agree. I feel like this generation that's coming behind us and not just in sports, but just period, this generation that's following us, they are owning their voice in ways that women could never do so. I applaud them and their audacity to open their mouth and say something like this is not okay. is going to change the dynamic of women going forward, point blank, period. It's an, an amazing time to be alive. The women movement and the black movement together the way they're paralleling because people don't realize that even in 1950 1950 okay which was only like 60 plus years ago there were so many women and people of color who could not do the things that we just take for granted right now that is not that long period of time folks so I get it that you may not be where you want to be but you can be where you want to be you have to choose to do something different you have to set this different stage I'm sorry to jump over you but you have to set a different stage and say that this world that has been set up doesn't work for all of us that so that these are the things I need yes you have to declare what you need and I heard on a podcast the other day in a Glenna Glenna Doyle um had a guest by the name of Emily something but I can't remember her last name but she said that first things first you have to grieve the trauma so that means you're going to be angry Yeah. And you have to recognize the anger. But then now you have to move forward because now you're in a a space of open. You're in a space of healing. You have to. It was talking about the sexual needs of women. She was her first guest. But it all go. It all coincides together. It's like it's not a it's not in a vacuum. So I I love that. I definitely own your voice, ladies. It's the only thing that's going to catapult your career. It's the only thing that's going to catapult you at home. If you're at home and you need help, you got to speak up. And then also you got to be not afraid to use the resources to get the help you need. Because I think that that right there is a trauma. It paralyzes a lot of women. Right. Well, and so going into the next step, then when I started setting up this podcast, one of the most common searches that I also did myself is what am I even going to talk about? And so how do you first of all, we have to know that we have a voice somewhere, but then it's like, 
who am I and what am I even going to talk about? How do you, you know, this next step we talked about was like, know thyself. How do mm-hmm. we figure that out? Like, what do we even have to say? And, and how do we figure that part out? For me, it's one of those things where what am I going to talk about that I will talk about to the man on the bench with me, to the yeah. person on the bus with me. I talk about to myself in the mirror. And yes, I do answer myself. If you so, <laughs> yes, if you just need to know in the shower, I'd be like, oh, Nicosia, girl, what are we talking about? Girl, I don't know. I, girl, that sound good. I know. I know. Exactly. Now, look, I know I'm not the only person who does that. Okay? Everybody does it. Everybody if we does need it. a fan, if we need to get a fan group together virtually, I will bring all the stuff snacks i promise <laughs> costco you need to sponsor me because they have the best snacks okay, they do they the, tangent I mean, over full on <laughs> cart full of snacks i feel like that's all you really that's the main thing you get at costco toilet paper and snacks right that's it that's all you need in life okay and that big old thing of toilet paper that's right so knowing what to talk about first comes with knowing what you like and i think that is hard for a lot of people especially for women, because we are so been trained to adapt and be helpful and be of service. Right. So we don't even know what we like. Do you even know what your real favorite color is? Not what the world told you your color is. What's your color? You got to know who and what you like. You know, I always jump back to this movie because I love this combination in Runaway Bride with Julia Roberts and that other um, guy. Yeah, yes. I know. Yes, I know. Exactly. I can't think his I can name, picture but you, him, but I can't think of his name either. But anyway, I love them in Pretty Woman. Definitely love them in Runaway Bride. When she didn't know what type of egg she liked. Yes. And she yes. had to go to the diner and she ordered all those different type of eggs because whenever <laughs> she dated, she took on the person, their favorite type of egg. Right. She yes. took that on. And I, I use that scene as a point of reference to hold what do you like yeah not what someone tells you they like but what do you like exactly I love that because I think of one of my friend's little girls when she was two her favorite color was black and she totally nailed it she would wear these cute little black dresses she'd look like Audrey Hepburn she was amazing and it wasn't like a morose black it was an elegant black and and elegant black what two-year-old girls are told that they should like black zero they are told they should like pink and purple and that's it and I was like she is amazing and I cannot wait to see what this little girl does when she as she gets older because she owns it and she is riding against the kind of flow of information coming to her Mm -hmm. exactly so there is something inside all of us where we had preferences and likes and things like that just like her when we were younger that we liked that we mm-hmm. were then told that we should like other things and so we it's like silenced. try to get back to that other stuff agreed and I take that with me in the courtroom before I went back to private practice I used to wear red lipstick I wore red lipsticks to court I wore African skirts to court I had my black blazer on and a big old African skirt and red lipstick I love it show did show did I showed up as me either love me or leave me alone and I did my job and at the and I believed I was darn good at my job I had a reputation I was nicknamed the beast I hated it but there's that (laughs) and I've gotten yelled at by judges I have gotten yelled at by clients I've gotten yelled at by opposing counsel and you know what I don't care I'm I I got my job listen 
love me or leave me alone. I still got my check every 30 days. Government employees, shout out to the government employees who only get paid once a month. You know, there is that. But I knew who I was. I knew the job I needed to do. And I learned, I came, I saw, I conquered. But I owned who I was in the process. Yes, I love that. So figure out, the other thing that I was thinking about while you were talking is in Hello 7, Rachel Rogers, who's the kind of, you know, the founder of this group, she talks about trying to figure this out by doing this actual physical check with yourself where Mm. you start thinking about different ideas or projects or whatever it is, topics, maybe things that Mm -hmm. you might want to talk about and then close your eyes. And actually, even though this sounds totally woo woo and kind of corny, think about and feel how that feels in your body because you will have a physical reaction to those ideas. Agreed. And, and I will have these physical reactions when I ha- take in initial sales calls with people and I talk to people all over the country and I'll sit and listen to them talk and I'll, I'll have that reaction. Is this someone I want to work with? Is this someone who, number one, I feel like they understand and value me or are they hiring me as like they think I'm their employee or, you know, what is happening to me while I'm talking to this person? Am I getting excited? Do they sound awesome? And like, I'm picturing what their project might look like. Or am I thinking, oh, gosh, if I saw this person's email in my inbox, it would make my stomach turn. So think about that actual physical reaction mm. that you have, your body is going to give you that response to whatever it is, your ideas, your thoughts, like things you might want to talk about. I, I, I love that. I agree with you wholeheartedly because there are some clients, there were some cases, there were some people when I just saw their name come across whatever device or whatever it is, I, I clenched my yes. teeth. You notice your jaw and like all of that. Like you just, if that's how you're doing, get away, run Simba, run far, far away and never return. Like, listen, those antidotes, they are real and it yes. is happening to you for a reason. You are having that response for a reason. Run girl. Exactly. Okay, listen to Forrest. He told you what to do. Exactly. Forrest, I want to be a bird so I can fly far, far away. And I know both of us have learned these lessons the hard way too. Like I have more often than I can even count taken on those clients because I just feel bad or like I just, you know, Mm -mm. yeah. And it's such a hard lesson to learn because you're sitting there and you're looking at the money, you're looking at all these things. But walking away when I've done that from a bad client experience has been so awesome. It's the most freeing thing you will ever do. And it that it, it will energize you and empower you in ways that only, we can only talk about it. Like until you experience it for yourself. And so if you're driving along or you're washing the dishes, however you're listening to the show right now, you know exactly what we're talking about when we yes. say that moment of you stood up for yourself and dang, it felt good. It it's felt- so good. It's so validating because this is why we start our own businesses oh, yes. to make these choices, to have that freedom, to yes. not be like imprisoned by that horrible boss. Girl, you preaching. Yeah. You preaching right now. I'm going to get you a little, uh, a little, the tray. We're going to have a collection. Listen, if she, I'm going to get her to put her cash app in the show notes, her Patreon, whatever it is y'all need to do to support her in this show because she preaching right now. I'm exactly. telling y'all, she's she, she spitting big fats exactly <laughs> i love it okay so we've gone through this process we've mm-hmm. found our voice and then we figured out how to know thyself that's our know kind thyself. of what we're going to call mm-hmm. our second step so then what you need to show up yes you need to show up be in the space all up in the space let them see feel touch taste all of you 
And the only way they're going to do it is if you show up. So what does that look like exactly? Okay, Nicole, let me tell you. It looks like being (laughs) I can picture you talking in the mirror right now. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Listen, my red lipstick is fire. I have like six different ones. I can give you all blue tones, orange tones, ink color. Sorry. Okay, so what does it look like? (laughs) It looks like being on podcasts, doing Zooms. It looks like having speaking engagement. It looks like showing up and say, yes, I'll join your board if that aligns for you. Now, do not overcommit just to say I showed up because then you're going to get stressed out. But say, okay, my monthly goal is to have five networking events. Boom. What does that look like? That looks like me saying I'm going to go to this bar event. This looks like I'm going to go this women organization. This looks like I'm going to join my kids board or I forgot what PTA or whatever, the school advisory board. (laughs) That looks like I am going to advocate for this women's shelter if that's more or this animal shelter or this this organization speaks to me. I'm going to ask them how I can assist and I'm going to become an advocate. Right. I love it. You got to figure out whatever that looks like for you and show up. And even if five is too much in a month, just start off with one a month. Set a goal of saying I'm going to do one a month. And then when you get there, don't just talk to the people, you know, don't just talk to the people, you know, don't just talk to the people, you know, because there may be another individual in that space who just wants one person to reach out to them and you will change the trajectory of that one individual. You when you're like a hero. Listen, I'm trying to tell y'all, I have gone into spaces and places where, of course, I have been the only black woman in the space and I will own it. I will go talk to the shoe on the floor. My (laughs) mama said, girl, you will talk to anything. Show will. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Show will do it. So it's one of those things where you can't be. Don't let fear consume you. And fear is only there because you don't know what's on the other side. But you know how we find out what's on the other side by doing it. And did we like it? I don't know because I haven't done it. And yes, it's easier said than done. I'm telling you, girl, I'm speaking from experience because how many black business IP attorneys do you know? I know one and I'm talking to her right now. (laughs) There you go. And I don't know most people in America. I don't think they realize that black women lawyers or black lawyers in general only make up 5% of the lawyer population in the entire United States of America. We are only 5%. Okay. But look at, first of all, how much room for improvement there is there and exactly. how much of an impact you can make because you are representing such a small group. So you get out there and mm-hmm. you have so much potential to make all those impacts, be super memorable exactly. and, you know, get out there and, and do all that networking and make all those changes. Girl, listen, let me tell you, when I started law school, I didn't know not one attorney. Oh my I gosh. started law school not knowing one attorney. It wasn't until I made the commitment that I am going to meet and merge myself in this environment. And that's how I left law school with a job. That's amazing. I secured a preliminary internship because my intellectual property professor, shout out to Professor Herman, took a liking in me. And she invited me to a private event that she was having. Okay. And Nikosha, did you stay home or did you show up at that event? I showed all the way up. You feel me? I showed up. Pulling it back up to our, pulling it back to our. Girl, connect the dots. We lawyers, we can do it. Full circle. Come on. Full circle moment. Okay. I showed all the way up because when they told me during 1L year that 99%, well, 90 something percent of the jobs in the legal field are not advertised, they mean it. People like to work with people they know, like, and trust. It's the same thing in business. 
People want to do business with the people they know, like, and trust. Yeah. It sounds simple because that's really, honestly, truly what it is. Yeah. And the same way I'm talking to you is the same way I talk to my clients. It's yeah. the same way I get my job done because I am me at all times. I can't be anything else. I have tried. It don't work. It doesn't work. But I feel like that is, it, it's a perfect alignment with the idea of a podcast. So you guys mm -hmm. started a podcast and it's done pretty well. And you've got a bunch of episodes. Well, how many episodes have you got? It, it's been, oh, you're what, talking about. Yes. So our um, the show you, she's referencing is called Professional Use Only. And Professional Use Only was started for black women professionals to have an outlet especially when they feel like they're the only ones in the space. And yeah. our slogan is we are where keeping it professional gets real. We talk about the things that you want to be able to have your cubicle buddy, your personal somebody to talk to. And we talk about things that happen in and outside of the careers because they're all connected. So yeah. check us out. We're on all listening platforms. Just where you found this one, you can find us. And you've and been we, around. It's been what, a year or two, right? That you've Yes, we are almost two years. We're 70 plus episodes. So we have plenty of um, material for you to go catch up on if you're already listening subscribe and that's, give us a it's five a star. perfect alignment with this idea of showing up and being there and like you were saying the no like and trust idea where mm -hmm. you're just constantly providing all that valuable information they feel like they're getting to know you eventually yeah. they must like you if they keep coming back to those episodes and then that instantly just leads right into trust most definitely people can't know you if they don't if you don't show up, people can't like you if you don't show up. People yeah. can't trust you if you don't show up. So what do we need to do? Let's get information and show yes. up. There we go. Well, and lawyers, I mean, it's not like they are ever short on things to say and do. So oh, like, just talk, write girl. some blog posts. If it's not going to be a podcast, then at least be writing blog posts and or getting out there in the real world, like you were saying, and do your networking events. Show up in whatever way is going to work for you. I think that's so valuable. I really hope people can really connect with that. So yeah, most definitely. Most people have smartphones and most smartphones are connected with a recorder. It's some type of way you can either say, hey, blank depending on if you have an android or uh, apple device and it will open up a recording and all you gotta do is start talking if you can't yeah. write if you can't type talk because the beauty of these things are they will transcribe google, exactly. if you have google docs if you start talking to google docs they have the type text feature so it will start you know exactly. typing what you say and it'll be an amazing that less editing for you boo i'm saying they go. have all these different tools nowadays you just have to pick up the tool and now i think that's the confusion most people think that oh well i just girl boy whoever yeah. however you identify <laughs> yeah. colleague professional pick up the tools and use them okay exactly. get more in your toolbox yeah, just get it out of your head and, yeah. you know, out to the people. Okay, so we are going to talk about your book. So which book do you recommend for our audience today? What have you either been reading or that you think is Ooh. an excellent book? Now, listen, I love to read. I am such a total nerd at heart. I'm I have the Libby app. So if you don't have the Libby app, get the Libby app. You can yes. get uh, books and audio books for free 99. And who don't like free 99? I, I connect the Libby to my library. Kindle. Yes. And the Kindle. So the yeah. library, the Kindle. And like this year, I'll read 100 books. And if I had to, number one, buy them all or number two, have a physical 100 books sitting around each year, my house would be overrun. So I, I love, you know, using technology for this. I love it too. So um, one of the key books that, let me tell you how I'm dedicated to this book, right? So not only did I preview it out on the Libby app, but I went in another resource. If you are t like a book 
book person like me, I go to yeah. thriftbooks.com oh, and nice. I get my books for a fraction of the cost. They are gently used and I'm supporting local uh, thrift stores. Okay, I love so there's it. that. Anyway, the book is called Why Some Ideas Survive and Others Die, Made to Stick. So oh, it made is by Chip. Yes. It is by Chip Heath and Dan Heath. I believe they're brothers. I don't know. I think they are. Yeah. But either way, girl, guy, person who's listening, y'all need to pick up this book because it gives you tools and tips on why the brain functions to remember things and how we remember things. Like, is the idea, does it have concreteness? Does you have a schema to relate it to? For example, I have a little page here. And if you don't mind, I'm just going to read this one little line. While you're finding that quote, I was just going to add that one of my marketing professors basically talked about how the definition of of marketing and your marketing is is successful if it's memorable. So you're just trying to make sure that you stay top of mind and there's a million different ways of doing that. And, but that's, that's your marketing is to just be memorable. That is, you just, girl, you stole my love thunder. But (laughs) so that's okay. We in this together. But on page 104 of the book, Made to Stick, it says, what makes something concrete? If you can examine something with your senses, it's concrete. A V8 engine is concrete, but high performance is abstract. Most of the time, concreteness boils down to specific people doing specific things. And one of the key things that also that was just like, girl, I could just keep reading from this book, but it just basically says concrete ideas are easier to remember. Take individual words, for instance. Experiments in the human memory have shown that people are better at remembering concrete, easily visualized nouns such as bicycle or avocado, more so than abstract ones such as justice or personality. Oh, yeah. If you put it in those ways, it just makes sense for it's concrete. Does it stick? And that right there is why we remember got milk. That is why we know that the black and white cow is associated with Chick-fil-A. It's those types of things. Yes, I love it. Okay, we will link to your book. And we have a nice little library on our website for the podcast where all the books that different people recommend are all on there. And it'll eventually, as the podcast becomes older and older, it'll be all built out. And it'll be a nice little resource for people to go find a lot of great business books. And actually, it's not even all business books. There's been some really cool like spiritual things things people have been talking about and everything but they're all good resources and books and i've i've read made to stick it's a great one it's a classic and so many good things in there so many good things well nikosha thank you so much for being here i really appreciate your time and i know that this is super valuable there's going to be great takeaways especially for women lawyers about how to just be present and be out there and get over that fear so thanks again thank you for having me Thank you for listening to this episode on the CouncilCast podcast. I know that by implementing what you heard today, your law firm will achieve more. Be sure to visit the website at council-cast.com for the resources mentioned on this episode. If you enjoyed the episode, I would appreciate it if you could rate and review the podcast on Apple and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. See you on the next one.